listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. We're back with another podcast. It's been two weeks already. Hello, everyone. Flying by, isn't it? It is. It is. Beautiful summer's day in England. Today, I've I've been down by the seaside with my friends today. We're walking along the seafront and it was gorgeous. Really lovely. About time. It it is about time, yes. Yes, but... uh, it makes up for it, though, when, when you see the, um, you know, to see the sun and the sea and uh, all the uh, people in their uh, shirt sleeves, which is very rare in our country. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's and summer dresses. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. Mm, very brief. Good. It's a bit brief, Steve, but uh, it's still nice when it comes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've had a busy week and cool, have we lots of uh, <laughs> lots of things happening this week and um it's that no sign of slowing down it's a nice, no, busy I don't summer. you don't want it to oh i don't want it to slow down i i thrive i thrive on be- i've always have done ever since uh, i've been in business i always thrive on being busy mm. and, uh, do you ever find though like it's hard to unwind being self-employed uh i don't know i don't think so people that haven't been self-employed really have got no idea of the you know the stresses and and that go along with it but there is one one thing i would say when you're self-employed and it's only you you're at the top and you're at the bottom but you are responsible for everything you do and that is one of the things that I've found most beneficial from being employed by people. When you're employed by people, you have, sometimes you have people, I certainly had people under me who I was telling what to do, and I had people over me telling me what to do. And I found that stress much more stressful than being self-employed because you're kind of piggy in the middle, and that's when the stresses are at their worst. So since I've been employed, I mean, you know, you do get days when you think, oh, my goodness. But I've never, ever, in all the 30, 40 years I've been self-employed, uh, I've never had a day when I wished I wasn't. Really? I think I've answered that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just, it's just interesting, isn't it? Like, obviously, I've followed your footsteps with being self-employed and have been for eight Mm. years now and uh i find sometimes i can get wrapped so wrapped up in work that Mm. i forget to chill i had a a day on sunday where like me and my girlfriend went to this like forest center and just basically had a picnic and sat out on the grass like and just enjoyed the sun and chilled out and i was like wow don't realise how important it is to chill out. Ah, you're quite right. No, that that is important. Yes, time for yourself. I mean, work. Self-employed people generally are workaholics. I I know I was, because you're working all hours of the day, Saturdays and Sundays, uh, late nights, early mornings. They don't come into it. That's that's what you do. Um, but I think generally speaking, you have to have that uh, me time. And yeah. you're quite right. I do. I, I now, I mean, I, people say, oh, great for you, you're retired. 
what? I'm not retired at all. Okay, I'm taking it easier than I did, but uh, I still, even though I'm not actually physically working, I'm thinking. And mm. uh, you must find the same thing. You're because you eat and live and breathe what you do. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way, Steve. Uh, going back, I, I haven't. When what was I? Thirty, thirty-three. I was thirty-three, so that's forty-three years ago. Wow. I was thirty-three when I was last employed by someone, so I've forgotten what it was like now. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much feel. Well, no, I haven't forgotten what it was like. It was only eight years ago, but. Yeah. Well, yes, but it's still a long time pro rata, Steve, isn't it, compared with uh, my age? Yeah. So, no, I agree. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, I wouldn't have it any way. You're much more uh, passionate about things, especially if you've got a job like um, we have, which is a mm. lovely job to have, let's face mm. it. And uh, I know I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't change it, and I'm sure you wouldn't either now. No, I wouldn't. No, definitely not, 100%. And um, we've been busy, as people may have seen, with all the sort of new things that we've been adding, especially on YouTube. Uh, we're pumping out the videos and clips and tips and blogs as well. We've, we're pushing out a lot of blogs at the moment, a lot of tips, sort of dissecting a lot of our bigger clips, uh, bigger mm. courses, mm. and finding some real gems of information that people will see. Well, it's not slowing down. Each one you put up, you know, it's almost a thousand views within a few days. And so uh, that, that, that's, that, that was unheard of, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Uh, you had to wait six months to get that sort of figure. But now it's going fast. And I think people are really appreciating. You're getting such a variety of uh, information out there which is wonderful. Uh, I, I, I love to do it. I love to give information away. It's, it's great mm. uh, to have people, especially you get the lovely comments we're getting as well. Well, yeah, I was going to say about comments. We're getting lots of YouTube comments and really that's what fuels what we're putting mm. up and all the feedback and emails and comments that you post really do help us out. Oh yes, so yeah. it it does does shape what we're able to put up and um, improve, you know. And we'd like to put up what people want to see. Um, mm. Obviously, we pick out gems that we know people will like. But um, yeah, just just wanted to talk about that. Um, got quite a lot of questions today to go through. Um, the first one is a YouTube comment, and it comes from Praveen. Can pastel pencil colour uh, be diluted or shaded by a brush, like putting strokes over it if required? Does that make sense? Uh, yes, yes, and no. Uh, you can't really do that. Um, if you were a soft, if you were using soft pastel, you could. I would say that that um, is possible. I, I don't. I've never ever done it, mind you, but I suppose you could. But. The pastel pencil is water-soluble. I don't know whether people knew that. And uh, at one point in time, I did a series of pictures that were using diluted pastel pencil in water. You don't dip them in. You actually, I used to shave it off and then mix it up. What's the point of that, you say? Might as well use watercolor. Absolutely. And that's what, in the end, I did. I thought, well, why am I fiddling about using water um, with the pastel pencil when I can quite easily use watercolour. So it didn't really come to anything. But the fact that uh, you can do it, yes, you can. Certainly you don't 
you wouldn't dip them into water because that no. would uh, ruin the pick the um, pencil. Um, but they can be, yes, they are water soluble. But as far as a brush is concerned, no, we don't need it. We've got the color shapers. They're far, far superior to any brush because you're pushing it into the paper. Mm. No, I, uh, so the answer is no. I wouldn't do it, and I can't really see any benefit to it. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't quite know what was meant by that comment, but um, that's that makes more sense now. And I didn't know that about water soluble. That's interesting. Mm. Um, the next email that came through was by uh, someone, well, I'll read it out, from Granville. Hi, Colin. I met you many years ago at the Patchings, Nottinghamshire. I've been trying pasta pencils and you taught me such a lot on how to use them via your packs and booklets. Since then, I've gone my own way and copied many of the master's paintings in pastel pencils. I'm now doing photographs, having just completed a large picture of the Rialto Bridge in Venice, mm-hmm. my yes, son yes, and his wife. I found you again on YouTube and I'm delighted that you're still working with such enthusiasm and that your son, Steve, is helping you with the IT side of things. I've taken out a 30-day membership because I feel that I need to brush up again on the use of base colours. Sorry for the length of the email, but I just wanted to say hello again and thank you for all your help in the past and I'm sure in the future. All the very best, Grenville. Well, Grenville will already have found out that things have changed enormously since those early days. The pastel pencil has come into its own big time now, and we're using it in a quite a different way to what we used to. Uh, I had a set of rules then. One of them was you can't, you have to work from light to dark. You can't put uh, light colours on top of dark. Well, now you can, but there are rules there that uh, as long as you abide by them, you can do it. So that's one of the major ones. The other one, of course, is the blending side. I one time said you can't use colour shapers, folks. Uh, they they won't work. They'll they'll blend the pastel too much. And now I use them nonstop. So, and it's like an advances in technology and techniques. So we have now, uh, a, I think, probably the foundation of some spectacular, well, I know we have, you've seen some of the pictures I've done recently, and they are changing all the time. And the fact that uh, Grenville likes to do old masters uh, was a very interesting point. He will be able to do all of those old masters using the pastel pencil because with the, it kind of resembles oil in a way. It's got that kind of texture to it like no other and uh, i'm sure he will find that when he starts to use some of our new techniques Mm -hmm. well patchings is an art festival and a few people asked whether we were going this year and i said that unfortunately we wouldn't um we did go a couple of years ago didn't we but we just found it it wasn't sort of convenient really (laughs) well no i think no you're right drop the problem is uh, Steve? We 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 have a, a worldwide audience now, and to go to a limited audience like Patchings really didn't do us any good. We're better to do work on the worldwide basis, whereby we have uh, you know thousands and thousands of people who are following us now, and 
we kind of have that audience rather than a small audience. Mm. It was nice to do it again, and it was nice to meet some of the um, the members. I mean, that was lovely. Yeah. But I can't ever see a benefit to us. We can't afford the time anymore, Steve. You can't afford it, and neither can I. We've got some lots of very exciting things that's coming up over the next six months, which is going to change the face of Colin Bradley art again. Uh, and we've got to be ready for it. So we mm. can't really afford it at the moment. Anyway, never say never. No, exactly. If we become a little less busy, which probably won't happen, but you never know. <laughs> Unless we start employing lots of people to do our jobs for us, then well, you can't you can't employ anyone to do your job. You're the only no. one that can do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, the next one comes from Jill, and Jill says, "I was listening to one of your podcasts on portraits." And you mentioned about trial and error with skin colouring and going uh, back to balance and counterbalance. My question is, how far can you take this without the picture going muddy or damaging the paper, especially when you're working on a commissioned piece? I ask this because I'm doing an animal portrait from a photo right now, and I'm finding it obviously trial, trial and error. And I'm finding that there are quite a lot of colours in even just the animal's ear. I think this is because it is a photo and I might be fussing too much, but is it okay to keep layering? No, that's, that's a simple answer to that. Uh, the, the basic rule of the pastel pencil application is you use a f- as few a colors as you can get away with. I know people think, Oh, blimey, you, you're using loads. Well, if I'm using loads, I need to use loads, but I don't use unnecessary colors. And, it's really important to, to emphasize this because the pastel paper that we use anyway is limited in the amount of punishment it'll take. People know that already, I'm sure. They've probably found that where you can start getting a shine if you press too hard too frequently on one spot. So, though, no, the answer to that is you have trial and error, definitely. I learned everything I know now through trial and error. And it's not easy. And portraits are one of the hardest of all uh, to do. But we're talking about animals and animals' ears. I would say that when you're looking, if you look at my YouTube clips or my uh, members' site, you'll see that I do use a limited amount of colours. And if you look at them and analyse them, you think, well, could Colin have got away with that colour? Or could he have maybe, you know, not uh, put so many on? And analyse it. It'd be critical, because I think you'll find that I can't get away with any less. And if I use more, I'll ruin it. Now, that comes with experience, Steve. There's mm. no way I can teach people from the word go when they're doing their own pictures what they need to do when they're following me it's easy i give them the pencil numbers and i give them the um, uh, pressures usually i tell them if i'm pressing light or or hard on a pencil Mm. but i'm afraid the answer to that is trial and error is the only way you will learn it's easy to i mean i think we do give quite a lot of shortcuts a lot of the tips we give are shortcuts. I wish I'd had them when I was uh, starting out. But there's no compensation for trying it yourself and making it work for yourself. I mean, I'm currently, a, 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 I don't know whether you're going to mention this, but I'm currently currently working on a digital 
art. And I'm loving every minute of it. But I had to go back to, to the drawing board again. I've had to start again. Now, okay, I'm somewhere along the line because I've got a lot of experience in uh, color toning and so on. But I have floundered. What My first attempt was very, very poor. But the last attempt was very good. Not brilliant, but very good. So I'm learning. We've all got to do that. But the only way you learn is to find out what you can and you can't do. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good. I think that I think that answers the question really. And that's good. especially when you start well not starting out, but just understanding how the pastel pencils work and yeah. how they differ, then then it is Okay. One other thing that uh, I, I did pick up from that, am I being too fussy? Probably. That is a mistake. Sometimes you can be, you can overwork. And when you do that, that's when things start to go wrong. Right. Okay. It, it's hard to know the, what where, where to stop, but you will know eventually where to stop. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, Jill. Well, thanks um, for the question. And um, yeah, I hope that's helped. Next one comes from Yvonne. And she says, hi, I've struggled for years with pastel pencils, but watching Colin has suddenly made me realise that I cannot comfortably do the strokes the way he does because I'm left-handed. If you had anyone in the studio who is left-handed, it would be lovely to see a demo. Meanwhile, I'm going to try and do the strokes in the opposite direction as Colin. We've actually got some members that are left-handed artists. Mm. Yes, we have. And uh, they, we did a blog actually on this. And uh, one of them, Ricky, commented on it actually saying that he, he doesn't have a problem. But do you want to talk about this? Because you, you've I had do, experience yes. with I've had I've had experience myself. Um, the, uh, when I had my art classes, I had a half a dozen or more. Uh, I can't remember now, but it was quite a number of people who were left-handed. Didn't make the slightest bit of difference. They, they they carried on because once they see you working, they adapt it themselves. If I was seeing a left-handed person work, I would adapt it to right-handed naturally. So I don't think that's a problem. Uh, there's all sorts of things you can do. You can you know look at the video of mine. In a mirror. I mean, if you've got an iPad, it's easy. You just put an iPad up and then put a mirror and you'll be seeing yourself or seeing me working left-handed. I think that's a bit extreme, personally. I don't think you need to do that. But if if that helps, well, it helps. Uh, But the strokes, a left-handed person is much more adapt at reading uh, the right-handed person's work than the other way around because uh, they're... They've been in the minority of of people, of uh, persons, and they uh, have had to do it all their life. Mm. It's, 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 handicap would be a wrong word to use. It's not a handicap. <clears throat> it's just a, a minor inconvenience, I think. Yeah. You happen to be, you know, uh, not um, like the majority of people. But yeah. I don't really think it makes a difference. It's never has done uh, in all my experience. Mm-hmm. I had once upon a time, I don't know if I've ever told you this, I had somebody who was colorblind. Oh, really? Severely colorblind as well. He, he couldn't tell any color from anything. But he, fortunately, he, he did brilliant work. 
I remember one time he did a Freddie Mercury of Queen. Yeah, you have said this before in the podcast. Absolutely breathtaking with lots of colour in it. I said, how on earth do you do that? He said, well, the pencil numbers, I know I know what pencil numbers to use. Wow. And, and, he, and he, he, so, folks, if you can do something like that, then, you know, you can overcome these little problems. Yeah. Wow, gosh, that's amazing. Um, well, thanks, Yvonne, for the question anyway. And, um, like, I hope that... I hope that you're able to uh, to grasp the techniques in the, in the other hand. The next one comes from Paolo. Hi, Colin. Um, I am learning a lot from you. I use more or less all the materials that you use. And uh, perhaps I should complete my tools with a few new blenders. Yes, well, the blenders are invaluable as we've yeah. No. About the on grey sandpaper, I find it an excellent paper, but I have a question. Sometimes I can't avoid the grid of the horizontal and vertical lines of the texture that shows underneath the pastel. Even applying more colour and gently blending it doesn't solve the problem. Of course, in in your drawings, this doesn't happen. <laughs> well, if, then I've solved the problem, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> if drawing the if drawing a building, the grid can be very useful, but. In many cases, I wouldn't want it to appear. How can I avoid the problem? Any suggestions, please? Yes, absolutely. Watch more of my YouTube clips or my member site clips, uh, specifically when I use dark colours. It's usually the darker colours that cause the problem, and you'll see that there's two ways of getting over it. If you've got the blender, you haven't got a problem because that will blend in now really well as you will see. Uh, If you haven't got the blender, then you can use another colour to do it with. I used to do that in the old days. I used to put a softer colour on top of the harder colour and blend it in. Uh, That worked really well, especially with black animals or dark animals. But that is where the main problem comes now. If you're using dark colours, they can tend to skirt across the paper, leaving those lines. If you've got good base colours, though, and that's the key to this, and those base colours are blended into the paper, you shouldn't have any problem at all in blending the darker, stronger colours into that base. Mm. The thing is, the the tooth gives it a presence on the paper. And this is so important to bring lifelike quality to the work. If you used a smooth paper, and people said to me, Oh, I, I like, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Anyway, whatever it is, I like that, the velour, that's right, which doesn't have that tooth. It looks like, to me, brilliant low, the work that I've seen is, it, it loses that lifelike quality. looks a little bit flattish. Mm, smooth. Yes, it doesn't have the, the texture, for want of a better word. That's, that's only my opinion, though. Mm. I, I mean, other people would say, oh, no, hang on, no. no I've, I've sold a lot of work and people love it, but then fine. I'm just giving you a, a benefit of my opinion. Yeah. What we do and the paper that I use produces the kind of work that I want to produce. Mm. Yeah, good, good point, good point. And, I mean, Paolo obviously mentions the, the blenders. Well, that's you see so often in the videos, you you using the blender to push more of the pastel into the tooth so 
you know, investing some of those in some of the kind of shapers uh, or just one to start off with the grey one. The grey one, yeah, would, the grey uh, one. Number would two do would that. be the best. Mm. Yeah. Just one. I know, you know, some people find them, I don't think they are that expensive, not for what you get out of them. I mean, I've still got my, uh, I've got two or three colour blenders. Uh, number, number um, sorry, number two chisel. And I've not replaced them. In these five, six, seven years, I don't know how many I've been using, but but I use them constantly. Yeah, I've got, I've got several because uh, I had at the time I, when I had workshops, we used to hand them out. Mm. That's how I got them. It's not like I bought them; it's just mm. uh, I use them for that. But um, they last forever and ever and ever. Yeah, cheap, very, very well built. Yeah, very you know, very durable. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, that's the questions I've got for this week. I do want to touch upon a few things that we're we're doing. Um, the first thing we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, I think, that we were looking at gicle prints. Oh yes, and um, we've now got one up on the store that people can buy, which is the red squirrel. Oh yes, one of your original pieces. Yes, and um, when we were a couple of weeks ago, um, when we were testing out the printing facility went went to the, the gallery that we're getting them done at and we got the the well what is now the final version done of the print and we compared it side by side it's crazy isn't it like almost indistinguishable yeah the artwork from the print i was completely... I, I would defy i would defy anybody who's you know see that picture mounted double mounted in a frame side by side with the original double mounted in a frame i i guarantee even i wouldn't be able to tell the difference yeah wouldn't be able to tell, that's that's so so good yeah it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and we're starting off with the red squirrel just as a as as a starting off point whilst we look at other pieces to get done but um i just wanted to mention that they're now on sale and they're on sale uh, at discounted introductory price of £18 each. So, And they don't come mounted or framed. We'll be giving that option to you guys to, to choose and to take I your framers. That's a good idea, don't you, Steve? Because, you know, people have said, oh, don't, don't you have it framed? Well, if you have a, a print and take it into your framer, you can choose... First of all, the, your own decor. You can you can say, "Oh, it's going on this wall, and I've got exactly the place for it." So you can choose your mount and your frame to go into that particular um, environment. I think it's much nicer to do it that way than uh, have a ready-made uh, picture, which usually, if an artist frames a picture and sells it framed, he's kind of gone as neutral as he can, you know, a simple gold frame mm. or a simple wood frame with perhaps an ivory mount on it. No, you might like that, might be fine. But that's playing safe. It's like when you sell a house, you paint all your walls ivory. Yeah. <laughs> because it sells it better. And this is the whole idea. But when you're doing, when you buy a print uh, like ours and you think, no, I want this to be special, then you can tailor it to whatever you want so i think it's a good idea steve yeah one of the pictures i, I would love for us to do is this prowling tiger <laughs> i'd love for yes, us to do yes, that as a print one, uh i love i love that picture but we're so we're exploring other print options but if you want to buy a print then go over to the store and we've added the clay print to uh 
to the site. And you mentioned earlier, we won't talk fully about it now, but I just wanted to touch upon it as we'll do a whole podcast about it in the future. You bought yourself an iPad Pro, didn't you? The One of the oh, bigger iPad Pros. And I, I splashed it out. You did. And one of the pencils that, they, that they're selling now with these, with a, mm. uh, a promoting sort of digital art uh, and all the apps that go along with that. And we set you up with that. And it was really interesting for me to be like, how does this translate? You know, how is it going to translate from from physical artwork to digital art? Do you want to just give a quick update on how you're doing with that? Because it's been a couple of weeks of just, I mean, not all the time, but just dipping in and out of the app and seeing what you can do. Yes. Well, first of all, I love it. Love it to bits. I've only been, I did try a landscape, but I didn't like it. So I'm kind of, at the moment anyway, sticking to animals. And um, I found that it's very different. There's a lot of advantages to it than there is in, in drawing and painting. Uh, certainly less messy. Mistakes can be erased immediately because you've got a, a smashing rubber. To, yeah. <laughs> you can take it off. The other great thing about it, uh, and this is I found invaluable, is you can enlarge your picture. So if you're doing a picture of the latest one, I did this the Dalmatian. If you were to 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 do that, you can enlarge the picture to oh four 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 times. I should think it's four or five times bigger. So therefore, you can get really fine detail, and then when you bring it back to normal, it looks fantastic. Yeah, you know. So so you can do that, and uh, there are one or two things that I feel that I've well, I had a lot to learn. It's going to be, I reckon, from my progress, which uh, at the moment I think is almost good enough to say. This is something that I would publish just to get it off the ground. Mm. Um, I think uh, I would be looking at another two or three months of work because the thing is, it's it's like a hobby. It's going back like having a hobby. I mean, I have my day job, which is all the pastel pencil work that I do, and I've kind of uh, uh, this is more of a hobby. Yeah, and it's a good alternative. I wouldn't necessarily think at the moment people ought to go out and buy them. You know, but if we get to the point where we feel that this is something that we can offer, then we have choices, don't we? And I think you've got some ideas about that. I don't think we want to mix it with the pastel pencil. The pastel no. pencil is unique. It needs to be uh, where it is, and mm. quite rightly, right up the beginning, right up the the top of the tree, as far as I'm concerned. But digital art, there is a market for it, and I think people. The thing is, a lot of people have got iPads now. It's yeah, and a lot more people are going to get them. Yeah, I, I don't think you have to have a, an iPad Pro. I decided to have it because it was a better, uh, it was a bigger for me. Well, it's the iPad Pro is the one that enabled that works with the pencil, um, and you can get a smaller iPad Pro, um, at the mm-hmm. sort of standard size. But you can get the sketching app that you're using which is adobe sketch you can get that on all ipads yeah and that's but, free uh, isn't it you don't have to pay for that it's free yeah it's crazy yeah. you just pick up and pick up your ipad download the free app and be creating a, a picture straight away but um yeah it's just interesting you know uh exploring the digital art and that's why i wanted to sort of check in with how you're doing so maybe every now and again we'll just check in and see what yes please do because i think you're learning I, I love it. I think it's great. It's an alternative to me, to the pastel pencil. It won't replace it. It never will. But it's nice to have it as an alternative. 
Mm. And uh, for me, it's like my hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can lose myself in it completely. <laughs> it's absolutely. I mean, two hours, three hours go by without any trouble at all. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's a less, good less strenuous. Than, I suppose because there's no pressure on me. You know, yeah. When I'm doing, it, when I'm doing it, it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. When I'm doing a pastel pencil picture, it's got to work. You know, that's that's my job. I can't not. Uh, I don't want people to get the wrong idea uh, that I'm really stressed up when I'm doing it. I'm not, but I, I'm conscious of the fact that this is the job, and this is uh, people are going to be following and looking at what we mm. do. Yeah, but naturally, I love, I love it. I love it a bit. So. Watch this space. I'll let you good. good. I would like to like to tease things that are coming up, and that's just something that you're working on that uh, may develop into something, maybe, possibly. Um, if anyone out, else out there, we, we obviously, this is the first time we're really talking about it. If anyone else out there uses it, then let us know. Um, it'd be interesting to see if anyone else has tried doing well, this. Well, also, if, if people feel it's something that uh, they'd like us to do something about or like me to do something about, because mm. I'm quite happy to 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 pass my knowledge on mm. through um you know perhaps a, a new another youtube channel or something now there's there's ways we can do it without yeah. encroaching on what we do at the moment yeah let, yeah. let us know drop us a line mm. you might be using it and having lots of problems that's Don't it how to get out of it i might ask you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Great. Okay. Well, um, we'll leave it there for this time. We'll be back in another two weeks with another podcast and next week we'll have a feedback show already packed full of submissions, which is good. So keep them coming in. And, uh, if you want to get feedback on your artwork for next week's show, then you just have to join our membership, which is at colinbradleyart.com. And, uh, that's it for this time. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk.